when I went into the cold plunge, my blood sugar dropped through the floor. Again, stress, sun, sauna, cold exposure, and then timing of when you eat and how you eat your carbs. This video I'm excited about, we're gonna explore my CGM data and I'm gonna walk you through what happens to my blood sugar and what probably happens to a lot of people's blood sugar. As far as the CGM goes, just so you all understand, a CGM is a continuous glucose monitor. It's a device that attaches to your underarm here, typically on the tricep, and it has a needle that stays in there subcutaneously. Now, it doesn't go very far into the muscle fascia. It usually just kind of like sits right below the skin level there. But what's cool is it'll have an RF chip and you can scan your phone and you can actually get readings of what your blood sugar levels look like every 15 to 30 minutes on the device. You can get very accurate data in real time about your blood sugar. When I do my labs every six months, I pull my blood sugar, but that's a one snapshot. It has nothing to do necessarily with how my actual blood work is. So the CGM that I got was a NutriSense and it is expensive. It's probably 375, 350 a month to wear this device. So, and insurance, doesn't really work with them. They don't really work directly with insurance from what I understood. So it's really just a matter of getting used to using it. The general thing that I wanted to learn was, okay, what's my fasted blood sugar? What does it look like typically throughout the night when I'm sleeping? What does it look like when I do certain things? So the experiments that I went through and did were around certain food types. I drank wine, I ate dark chocolate, I went outside and got sunshine, I did cold plunges, I did saunas. I ate honey and those were kind of my high level findings. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna walk through my phone because they don't have a desktop application and I'm gonna show you a few of the moments that I had. So when you get to the CGM on your phone, you're gonna see that you have a dashboard. A lot of times it shows the activity page here. So this is really a, a snapshot of the data. So beginning of Thursday, you sleep with the device on all night. So you can kind of see here while I'm asleep, blood sugar at midnight, going to bed, sleeping throughout the night, drops down into the 80s, and then, you know, mid mid sleep, like deep, deep sleep, in, at four in the morning, five in the morning, it's in the a high 70s. And then what you see is it starts to elevate as I sort of get cortisol a bit and wake me up. And then in the morning, even through a carnivore breakfast where I had it around 9.45, 10 a.m., it stayed very, very moderate. It never went over like 90. Once I started getting out, moving, adding stress to my experience and physically like exerting myself. Um, I think I was actually going to the airport at this time and starting to travel. It elevated and it went up into the 115 range. And then it dropped back down into like the 70s, 80s, 80s and 70s. It kind of hovered there for a while. And then I had a meal at around five and there were some carbohydrates because I was traveling. So there was a little bit less strictness in my meal and there were some sauces and other things there, some sugar in the meal. And then what you see is at uh, nine o'clock at night, um, I think I probably had a glass of wine and my blood sugar went up to like 100 and it went up a little bit more. So you can see it elevated to 110 at its peak around 1 a.m. And that's about when we, when we all went to bed. And then it, it dropped down, but it stayed relatively high. And this is an exact experiment where you're gonna see blood sugar gets directly affected by consuming alcohol, but more importantly, red wine. So red wine, this was organic. I've been very specific about my wine, but this one was organic. And you can see here, it dipped for a bit, 
around 1 a.m. That's about, I think, when I went to bed. I was with my brothers, my mother, and we were all talking, and my cousins. But what you notice here is the pattern is very different from what I saw the night before when I didn't have any wine. I, at 4 a.m., had blood sugar well over 110, and it was it was staying there for you know nearly 45 minutes to an hour from 4 to 5 a.m., 5.15. It was pretty much up in the 100, 120 range, and I thought that was super fascinating. It's one of the only experiments I did while wearing the CGM where I, where I drank a lot of wine. I drank probably three or four glasses throughout the evening going to bed, and I didn't really, I drank some water, but I didn't you know, really allow my body to reset before I crashed. So that was a very interesting experiment. So here's a day where it's a typical day, and I'm actually in my routine for the most part. So this was the following Wednesday the 12th, when I'd been back in Seattle or back in Austin, I'd been kind of on my routine. And you'll see here, I wake, as I'm sleeping, my blood sugar is kind of in the low 70s all through when I'm sleeping. And then it's in the low, or I'm sorry, not low 70s, the mid to upper 70s, and then it's in the low 80s. And then through 4 a.m., 5 a.m., it's in the mid, low, mid, you know, mid to upper 70s, 6.45, 7 a.m., it goes up a little bit into like the upper 80s around 8.15 when I'm waking up, which is very common throughout the month. I noticed that my blood sugar would elevate as I was waking up in the morning. And then around 10 o'clock, I have a carnivore meal with no carbs, just fat, beef trimmings, beef fat, eggs, and grass-fed beef for the most part is probably what I was doing there. And it doesn't do anything. It just stays very level, 82, 83, all throughout the breakfast and morning hours while I'm working. And then at 12 noon, I had a meeting. And the meeting was uh, a meeting with about 10 different business partners. And you can see my blood sugar actually elevated a bit at 12 noon. And then after my meeting, which is about 45 minutes to an hour, leveled off a little bit. And then I went outside into the sun and my blood sugar elevated. So the sun actually vasodilates, it creates vitamin D production in your body. I noticed consistently whenever I went out in the sun, I would get uh, elevated levels of blood sugar on my CGM. So I thought that was very fascinating to see that data because obviously we know sun is good for you. And I think these, these spikes, not spikes, but these uh, slopes of elevated blood sugar aren't necessarily something to be feared of. But if they're prolonged, if they're elevated and you're not getting back down into that low 80s, high 70s level, mid 80s, you're probably at a point where you need to kind of think about your metabolic health and are you dysfunctional. So that was kind of the situation with sun. Consistently notice my, when I go in the sun, it'll go over 100, it'll go into like 110, 115 uh, range from time to time. And then you see here, I did a carb load and workout around four o'clock. Usually leg day is like an hour workout for me. And I'll do like uh, three teaspoons of honey, which is, a, which is a tablespoon of honey. And that's around 15 to 20 carbs of honey. And you can see my, that combination with me working out the legs really boosted my blood sugar. I went up to 124, 129, and then it kind of went back down, which is very common when I'm creating the insulin response and then insulin's coming in and I'm not consuming carbs consistently. It's, it's re-leveling, if you will. And then I had a meal, a carnivore meal at dinner with a few carbs. 
And then what also I noticed is I saunaed. So when I saunaed, you'll see that my blood sugar would consistently go up over 100. And so there's definitely something there with getting heat exposure, getting exposed to the sun, where blood sugar will elevate a bit. And maybe there's that signaling in the body that it's like, hey, we're outside or we're getting some sort of heat response here and we need to be able to have blood sugar available to activate muscles and move the body. But uh, the, the saunaing, I absolutely noticed that it would elevate my blood sugar as well. And then get this, I have a cold plunge, as you know, and when I would cold plunge, because my routine normally is I'll have dinner, let the food digest settle for like 20, 30 minutes, jump in the sauna, this is all post-workout, and then I will take a shower, clean off, and then jump into my cold plunge. When I went into the cold plunge, my blood sugar dropped through the floor. It was down into the 50s, and then it would come back up, but you would see it go down the 50s and then stay in like the, the, the 60s. The lowest it would ever get was from cold exposure, which was pretty amazing to think about. If you're someone who's maybe pre-diabetic, you're dealing with um, blood sugar issues, and it's always elevated, and you're you know, dealing with that situation, it could be very valuable to actually look into cold exposure to help reset that or help kind of trigger changes in that physiology. So one more experiment I did, and throughout this month I had dark chocolate from time to time, I did not see much of an elevation. Anything over 70% uh, dark chocolate wasn't really spiking blood sugar that much, especially if you eat it after a breakfast or a carnivore meal. Um, I noticed that it wouldn't make a big, big deal. August 15th, I had a massive party in my house. I had probably like 50 people here, and we had tons of decorations and drinks and girls and all that stuff, and it was a blast. And one thing that I noticed was I was just drinking tequila sodas. And my blood sugar, when I started drinking, was around seven o'clock. And you can see here, I had a meal, I had some carbs prior, uh, at around 5.45 to 6, and then once it leveled off, it got in the 90s a little bit, maybe you know there's a little bit more going on because you're interacting with people, but for the most part, tequila soda, all night long, several of them, maybe a half dozen of them, didn't do anything to my blood sugar. Now, if you look here, my, my, um, my blood sugar stayed relatively consistent and even dipped down in the 70s and low 60s, um, all through that night and then into that morning the next day, I had really uh, fairly kind of low consistent blood sugar, maybe even on the low end to be honest with you, until I kind of woke up, I think around 10 a.m., 10, 30, 11, and kind of got back and got going, got outside, got some, some sunshine and kind of started my day again. All right, I know this, I know this is a lot, so this is the last thing I wanna show you. So one big takeaway I had from this whole experience was that for me, I've been doing carb loading and I've been doing carb backloading. So I've been focusing on adding carbs into my workout routines. It's allowing me to build strength and build muscle. I think it's helping, but, and it's allowing me to put on weight, which is important for me. I've probably gained about seven or eight pounds in the last six months. And I started introducing carbs about two and a half, three months ago. And I've noticed my workouts have gotten better. And I was curious to see what was happening to my blood sugar when I was doing these carbs, especially pre-workout and what was going on. So on this Sunday, I decided to do a workout. And what I did was I actually 
took down, I think two to two and a half tablespoons of honey on an empty stomach. And you can see here at six o'clock, my blood sugar went up to 122 and then it went to 211. Now, generally speaking, you don't want your blood sugar to go above like 180, 190 as a healthy adult. When it spikes up over 200, you're at more risk for issues. So that's not really the context of this whole video and the purpose of the video. You can go into much more detail on CGM stuff. I definitely recommend checking out my buddy Paul Saladino if you want more of the science and you want all that. But the point is like keep your blood sugar below 160 for the most part if you can and make sure your, your fasted levels are below the mid 80s into the lower 80s and ideally kind of in that range, low 80, high 70s. That's where you want to be. That's a sweet spot. That tells you that you're metabolically healthy, that your body's kind of keeping the blood sugar in a good level. When you start climbing into the high 80s and 90s as a fasted level and you're consistently always there, then there's something wrong. So the takeaway I have from this gym segment is that I actually no longer consume honey on an empty stomach because I consistently noticed, and there were many other data points throughout the month, where I would actually see my blood sugar spike to like 180, 190, 200, and it was because I was eating honey with nothing else. So now what I do is I just, I'll, I'll make sure I cook a little bit of extra meat in the morning so I have a little bit of steak or something, and that dampens and really softens the blow, and I've seen that then when I have the honey with the steak, even if it's only two or you know three or four ounces of steak, I get a spike that's much more manageable. It's much less, I wanna say toxic, but it's, it's lower. And I feel like that's a better sort of place to be. And so my spikes are, are usually below like 160 when I have some meat or something else in my stomach when I have the honey. And I see that in the dinners, postprandial, when I eat honey with my dinner or my breakfast, it doesn't go that high. It doesn't spike to these really, really high levels where your body's like, whoa, this is a lot of sugar and nothing else right now. So that's my other big takeaway from this. Again, stress, sun, sauna, cold exposure, and then timing of when you eat and how you eat your carbs in terms of are you pairing them with protein and things like that is gonna play a big factor in the results you get. And for me, it was eye-opening to kind of get a good understanding first, obviously confirmation that I am metabolically healthy, that I'm not pre-diabetic, and to better understand that if I eat certain foods, I can elevate my blood sugar very high, or if I'm eating dinner with a lot of carbs, then I don't wanna jump right into a sauna as well and just go right in, because I know that not only are my, my, the lot of carbs in dinner gonna elevate my blood sugar, but then the sauna is gonna also elevate it as well. So I'm sort of managing the stress of, of the blood sugar in my body by having that pattern awareness and, and understanding what's going on. So I thought that was dope. I really, really appreciate you watching this video. If you like this content, I know in the past we've gotten a lot more technical and we've gone into the research and all the science, but I think a lot of that's already out there for everybody. So what I wanna do is make it digestible and engaging for you all so you can follow along and learn from this and take these things away. So if you like this video, let me know if you like this style. Put a comment below. Say, yeah, this style is dope. I like it. it. It's resonating with me. It's keeping me engaged. And then comment, subscribe, hit that like button, share this out. We don't have anybody sponsoring our videos right now. We're doing it all myself. And I appreciate the support and the viewership so much. So that's the reason I do these videos. If I know that people are watching them and they get value from them, I'm gonna continue to do them. So thank you very much. And I will see you on the next one.